You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Here are your hosts, Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Welcome to Travel Brigade. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin. We are your weekly travel and destination show doing our show today in lovely Sonoma. And when you say Sonoma, are you talking about Sonoma County? Are you talking about the wine country, the beautiful vineyards? Are you talking about the redwoods? Are you talking about the beautiful coastline? Are you talking about family activities there? Are you talking about the home of the Snoopy, the one and only Snoopy? What are you talking about? Everything. All of the above? All of the above. And There's a lot to do in Sonoma. And I know a lot of people come up here just to go wine tasting. And that's a great and wonderful thing. But you're missing out on so much if that's what you limit it to. We originally came here for wine tasting. We're, we're going to well, admit that. <laughs> why not? However, we also stumbled As, upon yes. many other things that are so great to do here, including a lot of great family activities. Which is funny because then we came back just because there were so many great things to do. And we brought our mini-me's with us. So... We've been here and, several times. And we didn't bring them for a wine tasting. No, no. <laughs> we brought them for although, some... <laughs> although, think about, we'd have had a little quieter time in the back seat of the car <laughs> had we done that, but no, we did not. We brought them back to do some really other fun things that we're going to talk about today. Yeah, we're going to have four great interviews today. First, we're going to talk with Sonoma County Tourism to give us an overview of this amazingly diverse place. Well, I like to call this just the plain old Snoopy Museum, but it's actually Charles M. Schultz Museum, which is here right in Santa Rosa. He lived in Santa Rosa for many years, and they've built a wonderful museum to him, and we'll be talking about that. We're also going to talk with Safari West, which is this surprising jungle experience you can have just outside of Santa Rosa. You actually might close your eyes and open them and think you're in the savannah. You might experience the circle of life. The circle of life. I almost broke straight into song. Finally, there are a lot of different great parks around Sonoma County, and we're going to be talking with Sonoma Regional Parks. And we're not talking about just swings right. or slides. <laughs> we're talking about great outdoor rugged parks where you can do some outdoor recreation, hiking, walking, biking, all sorts of fun stuff. So we've got a lot to get to, but before we get to it, first we're going to get to Hot Topics in Travel. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. What's not? What's trending? Next up, this week's picks for travel news and hot topics in travel. Welcome back to Travel Brigade. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin in lovely Sonoma. By the way, those beautiful sounds you heard coming into our segment and at the beginning of the show, those are by a band called Natural Roots. Or our really good friend, Jan. Our good friend, good. Jan, who is your typical Dutch Samoan, <laughs> Rastafarian Mormon. And <laughs> check them out on iTunes or wherever you pick up your music. Natural Roots, or they more often say Natural Roots. I, can, I can't even begin to approach. I know the he's so great. He does all of our music for intros and exits, and we just we love the music and we love him. So thank you, Jan. So hot topics in travel. I'm going to tell you to mind your manners. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, actually, travel and leisure editors writing on NBCNews.com are going to tell you how to mind your travel manners. Well, I was going to say. <laughs> 
So what they came up with is they came up with a few questions about what do you do in this situation? What's the appropriate thing to do? You know, just like when you go to eat dinner somewhere, which fork, this is kind of which fork are you supposed to use? Right. But for travel. Okay. So first one. What are you going to like quiz me? Yes. Oh, oh, what if, okay. Do I win anything? Uh, <laughs> my undying admiration oh, if you get them right. Okay, here we go. Okay, what do you do if there's a shared armrest on your flight? So typically there's three and three, right, on a flight. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say um, the people on each, the window and the aisle, both have their designated ones. So that's where most of their place should be. And in the middle, I'm going to say, I don't know, but I will tell you, I don't sit in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> I never lean towards the person in the middle. You're right. The person in the middle gets those middle armrests because A, they're not getting the view and B, they're not getting the aisle room. So <laughs> that that's the least you can give them. That's true. I mean, it has to, I mean, let's just be honest, it is the worst seat on the plane. Yeah. So choose your seat carefully. Exactly. <laughs> okay. This next one, since we are here in Sonoma, mm-hmm. what if you don't like your wine at a restaurant? Is it okay to send it back? Do they have a spit bucket like they do at the wineries? <laughs> I wouldn't want to go to a restaurant that did that because <laughs> I would want to enjoy my dinner. But I'm just kidding. Um, I This is the thing. I really enjoy wine. There are certain wines I know more about than other wines. Unless it tastes like vinegar, I don't know. I mean, yeah, if it's clearly like you taste it and it's rancid or there's cork in it or whatever. But I think some people I feel like are just a little showy and they like to right. do it. I'm, wine for me is a lot like art and football. I'm a huge fan but not an expert. <laughs> And yet the the times I've seen people send it back was it was more like let me show off for my friends, yeah, and and let me show that I'm in control and that I'm this this big expert. I don't. I'd love to hear from a wine expert that sent it back because I, I mean it's not that I don't think that you have the skill to do it. I just am curious as to what. I mean I don't know maybe when you're paying like a hundred dollars for a bottle of wine at dinner you want it to taste a certain way. I you know right. I don't know. Again and and one thing I always do too when I a lot of times when I'll go to a restaurant is I'll order the suggested pairing wine because I've had some really great experiences with I love it when you get a great pairing that just brings out the meal and somebody else does the work for you yeah and so <laughs> usually I will trust them to to tell me but um, yeah be careful if if you send it back make sure you really they they suggested well yeah but don't judge too early keep in mind sometimes wine needs time to open up ah uh, that's true okay how about this one. You come to a revolving door at the same time as another person. Rude or polite to go first? I would say it's like standard door applies. If it's a male, he would let the female go. And if not, I, I don't know. That's my guess. Right. Age age before beauty and oh. all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would, I would typically let a female go first or an older person go first. But here's the thing. They say it may seem counterintuitive, and it definitely does, but... Actually, the person who goes first in a revolving door makes it easier for the other person because they're the one they're pushing, pushing yeah. the door rather than you know, if you came to a regular door and one of you holds it open to be polite, you're actually being polite. But having said that, I would still think if, if I got to there at the same time as somebody else and they went ahead and went through first, I think, <laughs> do you know, what a rude person. Well, do you know the answer? Many me would be like, I go first and I'm going to spin it around as fast as I possibly can. Right. Is, is that somewhere in the etiquette, the travel etiquette? <laughs> they they do talk about problems with kids, but we won't 
we won't get into that. So, and he would also take two armrests, et cetera, et cetera. Here's, here's my thing with, with travel etiquette and etiquette in general. Don't be a jerk. <laughs> you know, just be a nice person. That's true. You know, That's true. Think of others once in a while. <laughs> it's not all about you. That's true. I like uh, Jeff's statement, don't be a jerk. It will solve all of life's problems. All right. Coming up, we're going to give you an overview of this incredibly diverse county called Sonoma. Beautiful Sonoma. And we're going to have an interview with Sonoma County Tourism. So stick with us. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade or check out our website, TravelBrigade.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. Sonoma is such a varied area. You've got the wine area. You've got the coastline. You've got all these different areas. And here to tell us more about it is Tim Zahner of Sonoma County Tourism. Welcome, Tim. Hi, Tim. Well, thank you. Hello, everybody. Thank you, Kathleen and Jeff. We're so glad you could come and talk to us a little bit. You know, we're talking today mostly a lot about family activities and different things, and we'd just like to know, you know, for people that are coming to that area for the first time, what are some popular attractions, maybe where are some great places to eat, places to stay. That would be all really great information for our listeners to have. Okay, and you're giving me three hours, right? Yeah, three hours and 20 <laughs> <Done>. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, to start off very basically, um, Sonoma County is the wine country just north of San Francisco. It's about 45 minutes north of the Golden Gate Bridge to get here. Um, and what a lot of people don't realize is that the wine country region up here is comprised of, you know, Napa County, Sonoma County, and Mendocino and Lake Counties. Um, and I'm partial to Sonoma County, not just because <laughs> I live here and, and work uh, here, but it's, it's a really lovely area. Um, and we're kind of divided into three distinct regions. We have wineries and vineyards um, in the inland valleys, and we have amazing redwood trees that are 300 feet tall and 1,000 of years old in the western mountains. And then further west, we have more than 50 miles of Pacific Ocean beaches and coastline. Um, so it's a very diverse area. Uh, of course, it's the uh, birthplace of wine country cuisine, a lot of organic farms, uh, but also more than just wine, for which we're justly famous for, but, you know, the amazing redwood forests and the regional parks and the activities that are outdoors really bring a lot of people here. So tell us a little bit about some of the more popular family activities that you have in the area. You know, we, there's a, a lot of things to do here. What's, what's fortunate about being wine country, that it's kind of kid-friendly. Um, there are wineries, for example, that you can bring your children to, like the Coppola Winery, which has a swimming pool. Oh, and nice. people will go up there, yeah, in the summer, and you can go swimming. And Francis Ford Coppola, who's a little uh, movie maker you might have heard of. Uh, <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit, yeah. He's oh, clearly also a winemaker, and people don't know he's a real passion for food and wine. And so what he does at his winery is has a swimming pool that kind of replicates the Coney Island experience of his youth. So you can go up there and spend the day. There's a great restaurant. And really, parents can enjoy that kind of wine country fabulous lifestyle while the kids can enjoy swimming and playing bocce. There's a little area for kids to read story time and things like that. Um, beyond the wineries, there's things like our regional parks, which are fabulous. They're open areas. Uh, kids can go running around. 
Um, you can go exploring as a family. It's quite affordable. You know, a, a day pass is $7. You can also buy a seasonal pass um, and a multi-day pass. <laughs> Excuse me. There's also um, the Redwood Forest here, which is a state park, uh, and all of our beaches, which are state parks, many of which are free to the public. The uh, Redwood Forest is a nominal fee at Armstrong Woods to get in, and it's a great place to go out there. Uh, beyond the parks are things like the Charles Schultz Museum or the Snoopy Museum, as we like to call it. Love it. Um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. And, you know, it's not just a museum devoted to Snoopy. So a lot of people think, oh, Charles Schultz, creator of Snoopy. He lived in Santa Rosa. His studio is there. Um, it's actually a museum and a living institute for the arts of cartooning. So they have artists in residence, and they have exhibits about how peanuts affected uh, American culture for several decades. Um, and attached to it, it's kind of neat, there is an ice skating rink with the Warm Puppy Cafe. Um, Charles Schultz, or people call him Sparky, would go ice skating every morning there at the ice skating rink. He's originally from St. Paul, Minnesota. And at the Warm Puppy Cafe, which is just adjacent to it, you can see the table where he sat every morning and watched people go ice skating. Um, and it's kind of reserved. It's his table. It's still there. There's always a fire burning there. Yeah, we actually, um, we've a, been there, and that and that little table, you're right, it's still sort of reserved for him, and it's just such yeah. a whole thing, the museum, the skating. It's just, it's just a really fun day. It's a great day for kids, and a lot of people don't know that there will be a children's museum opening there. The Children's Museum of Sonoma County will be on land just adjacent to it. It'll be opening oh. up uh, in 2013. Oh, nice. So, oh, that, yeah, that'll be a good place to spend the great, whole day at. Great location, yes. We've talked about the wineries. I kind of have a chicken and egg question. Which came first? Mm-hmm. People grew all this, made all this great wine and then had to f- open up restaurants to find great food to pair with the wine, or people opened up great restaurants and said, hey, we need some good wine to go with this great food. <laughs> which, which came uh, first? Yeah, was it the uh, heritage chicken or was it the uh, organic <laughs> egg that came first? So, uh, you know, it's funny because Sonoma County um, – there's often a big trend right now among food people, you know, the farm to table and, and local movement. And it's kind of funny because in Sonoma County, what people call farm to table or farm to fork, we call eating, right? Like we never <laughs> left. We're an agricultural area when you get down to it. And we're very lucky to be an agricultural area right next to a major city so that agriculture can survive here selling to San Francisco and the Bay Area. Right. Um, but, you know, you're spot on there is that do we have great wine because we have great food or do we have great food because we have great <laughs> wine? And the answer, of course, is a resounding yes. Um, uh, <laughs> all of the above. All of the above. You know, I mean, there's, there's winemakers that are farmers and there's farmers that are winemakers. Um, and, you know, the history here has been people growing all sorts of crops with grapes and wine grapes being always there but playing up in importance and economic value. But we've got Gravenstein apples, we've got peaches. Um, Petaluma in the south was famous for their chicken farms, and they're oh, still right, famous right. for their Liberty Duck that comes out of there. Uh, we got people doing heritage breeds of pig. I mean, it's it's farming is a big thing here. I mean, no, and I haven't had a way... bad meal in Sonoma. I have to say, there's a few that are my favorites, but I mean, I do think that you know you're right. When you're in an area that has such a strong agriculture, you're just bound to get some really good food. <laughs> You are, and it's really, I mean, it's funny because when you go to the restaurants, there's a lot of winemakers eating there, and then if you go and to the wineries, you'll see a lot of chefs there, you know, <laughs> so there is a, a good, and part of that's proximity, you know, if you, if you drop your kids off at the same school, 
uh, you're going to know each other, and you're going to have good things happening out of that. Tell us a little bit about the accommodations there. Last time we stayed there at the Hyatt Vineyard Creek, and, and that was actually my second time there. And I just it's a great location uh, centrally there in Santa Rosa. You can get to the wineries. You can get, obviously, a few blocks from the Schultz Museum. Tell us about some of the accommodations in the area and where would be sure. some of the places that you would recommend. Sure, of course. Well, you know, being a, a, a rather large area, the county of Sonoma is the size of Rhode Island. It's, it's a million acres. There is, of course, going to be an immense diversity of accommodations. So you're spot on that we have places like the Hyatt Vineyard Creek, which is in downtown Santa Rosa, uh, quite popular both with weddings, um, business groups, and uh, families, because you can do a lot of things right there, even walking in that area called Railroad Square, Oh, right. uh, where there's restaurants and yeah. accommodations or, you know, other accommodations and shopping. Uh, and it's soon to be train station that will drop people off there oh, nice. um, from a train. Yeah. Um, but you can go, you know, down to small inns and beds and breakfasts that are scattered throughout. Uh, also in Santa Rosa is a place called the Flamingo Resort and Spa. And they are famous for having an immense outdoor swimming pool, the oh, kind wow. that, you know, madman Don Draper would hang around <laughs> he would go on his you know, uh, retreats in the 60s. Uh, it's a great swimming pool and very popular with families uh, and also with meetings and groups go out there. Um, other places that are a little more off the uh, or, or different uh, include Safari West, which is a wildlife African safari in the hills of Sonoma County. They do have tents that you can sleep in. They are pretty cool, from... I have to say. We're going to talk to Safari coming up in a oh, couple good. of interviews, and I will tell you, we went into those tents. They are pretty cool. They are. Yeah, they're not tents. They're not Boy Scout tents, right? Yeah, These are no, not no. the tents. These are Safari cabin tents. Yeah. You know, like I want one um, for my backyard, but <laughs> right, right. And you know, along that path, Kathleen, it's funny. We have uh, the KOAs out here are really fantastic, and we have two of them: one in Petaluma, one up in Cloverdale. Um, the Petaluma one is popular for people who are renting RVs from San Francisco and doing their big road trips. Well, maybe they don't really know how to use an RV that well. They they will stop <laughs> at the Petaluma KOA, which is just 45 minutes from the city, to kind of do like you know their shakedown cruise and kind of figure it out. Um, and that staff is always helpful with people who don't know much about their rental uh, RVs, or of course they have cabins and general camping. And you get you know your inns and, and your beds and breakfasts and all your sort of fabulous resorts are out here too. Yeah, we've talked about the proximity to San Francisco, and I think that is one of the fun things about Sonoma is you're just like you said, 45 minutes away. You go from being in you know one of the big metropolitan areas of America to driving through vineyards. It, it's nice that it's so convenient. Right, and you know, and since we're a large county, you can go pretty far here, um, and you know, get here quickly, and then spend a lot of time exploring. You can do a couple days in in the entire county because there's so many different regions to. Oh, I agree, explore. and it's so different. I mean, the difference between the you know literal downtown Sonoma area versus Santa Rosa, it's just kind of night and day as far as the experience that you have. Tim, thank you so much for spending time with us. We really encourage anyone to visit Sonoma. It's such a fun place to go. We're going to have information on our website, travelbrigade.com, on our hot sheet with information on where you can contact Sonoma County Tourism. So if anybody wants more information about Sonoma County, they can get it on our website, sonomacounty.com, and they can sign up for a free visitor guide, free email, and all sorts of insider information delivered right to their door. Very good. Thank you so much for spending time with us today, Tim. Kathleen and Jeff, thank you very much. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We'll be right back. You're going to get a little hungry when you're traveling the globe. Whether it be fine dining, a regional specialty, or a small local street cart, you gotta eat. Next up, you gotta eat. Mmm, good. 
Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin, and I love this segment. Gotta eat. You gotta eat, and I I gotta eat because I am hungry just thinking about all the great food we've had in Sonoma. Yeah, the food here is so good. It's a lot of the local farm. You'll find lots of farmers markets that are around, and it just tells you how close literally things are picked and brought to the table. These guys pretty much invented the whole farm-to-table thing, and they've got all sorts of great wines to go with great food and great food to go with great wines, vice versa. Have it however you want. There's a lot of good stuff. Let's start with Big Three Diner. Everyone kept telling me to go to Big Three Diner for one reason, and not that they don't have other great food. They have some mac and cheese and some other things that they're known for, but it is a diner, but the lemon ricotta pancakes. Yeah, and this is one of those dishes where you try it and you go, why didn't I think of this before? Oh, and creme fraiche on top. So why a little sour, a little sweet. hasn't this been in my life before? I know. Delicious. That's what I want to say. So that's really a great place. We're big fans of Spanish food and paella. I will Tapas. show up anywhere, anytime to eat paella. And one of the great places to get it is Vineyards Inn Spanish Bar and Grill. Yes, it's there in Kenwood. And I had some of the best food I've ever had in my entire life. It was so delicious. Everything was delicious. The artichoke, which they put on their menu, is world famous, and I guarantee that it is. I have tried to duplicate it many times myself, but can't do it. And this is this place isn't even farm to table. This place is stuff we are growing out in our back garden to table. Yeah, you don't require a truck to take it from farm to table. Just a few feet away. They have Lots of tapas, a whole page of tapas, Spanish meatballs, calamari, um, the artichoke I mentioned. And, of course, they've got like three different kinds of paella, short ribs, Spanish torta. I could just go on and on. But I'm going to complain about this. I always miss the Basque dinner. Yeah, we're going to have contact information for all of these places on our website. And when you go on there, look up their website and find out when the Basque dinners are and plan your trip around that. <laughs> also, I actually think we have a picture of the paella there, which we're going to post online. It's, I mean, it's so delicious. Everything there from you know top to bottom, delicious. So one of the great places I'd recommend there. Now, let's talk about some wineries a little bit. So it's not just got to eat, it's yeah. got to drink. You've got to have some wine with your meal. Let's call it that. Well, and, and there's so many wineries, so yeah, and we again, we're a couple I'm, few. Yeah, I'm a bigger fan than an expert. And for me, the whole, you know, you can go and taste a lot of different wines. One thing that really stuck out to me in the ones that we went to was a place called Michel Chambercher, and I probably just said it wrong. Again, it's it, was a good, it was a good effort. There you go. <laughs> again, look up on our website, and we'll have the contact information, and you can look it up and decide how you should say it. It's in Healdsburg. One thing about it was it's this little, I want to say, mom and pop joint in a good way. They grow you know, everything right there. They bottle everything right there. Yeah, and we were got watching to them see, bottle. Yeah, bottle thing. We got to see kind of have them take us through the whole start to finish approach and then try some of the wines. And it's actually one of the only places you can buy their wines. And so it was fun in that it was this small place that you could really get to know. And, you know, when we were walking out, the actual owner is also the beekeeper, and yeah. he was out there beekeeping. I mean, it was just it, – it is really just a really great experience. They do an estate tour twice a day, so call. I know there's limited uh, availability, but it's so worth it instead of just, you know, walking into a tasting room and having a few samples. It's just – it's the whole experience. 
was going to talk about farm to table, grape to glass. <laughs> um, a couple other great wineries is the Ravenswood. I know that they have a tasting room there. It's one of my favorites, and I know they bring stuff in from from around, but that's one of my favorites. And then and then there's Gloria Ferrer, which is kind of fun because they do sparkling wines, and they also have caves there at the winery. So it's a really fun place to go visit. And we'll have some info about Sonoma and its wine country in general on our website, travelbrigade.com. There's so many experiences to choose from. You can't go wrong. So look around and find what's best for you. What's funny is we originally came up here, just the two of us, on your typical wine weekend. Yep. And we ended up stumbling upon something that was just totally fun. And we ended up bringing our kids back just so we could take them here. Coming up. We're going to have an interview with the Charles M. Schultz Museum located in Santa Rosa. Very fun place. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade or like us on Facebook. We'll be right back. Questions or comments for the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin, doing our Santa Rosa show. And I cannot wait to talk about this next thing. Well, some of the best travel experiences are when you go somewhere and you end up stumbling upon something you weren't expecting. Exactly. It wasn't on your itinerary. And then you get home and that's all you tell your friends about. Right. So a few years ago, we're doing the typical wine country weekend. Very good. Adults we, only. Yes, <laughs> adults only. Yes. We end up staying at the Hyatt Vineyard Creek there in Santa Rosa, a huge Snoopy statue out front. And well, I we think, noticed there were several. And we well, were... I saw that one and I thought, well, maybe Hyatt's doing some promotion with peanuts. Right. But then we started driving around town and noticed all of these Snoopy, Linus, Charlie Brown, Lucy statues all over town. That was where Charles Schultz lived. Right. The creator it's, of peanuts. I know. And so we went into the hotel and we're like, Where, why are all these statues here? And there's like the museums down the street. And we're like, oh, my gosh, we have to go. And, and I mean, <laughs> I'm one of those huge peanuts fans who, you know, it's not Christmas unless I got to see the Charlie Brown Christmas special. And, and And I knew he was from Santa Rosa, but I hadn't put it all together. And this is such a great museum. We ended up going back again and next time taking our mini-me's who loved it. Here to tell us more about it is Karen Johnson, the director of the Charles M. Schultz Museum. Welcome, Karen. Hi, Karen. Hi, and thank you so much. What a great introduction. And I'm glad that you had that experience. Well, it's just so funny because I don't, I mean, honestly, it could have been the wine tasting that we were like, maybe (laughs) we're not really thinking clearly about why this is, but it was such, it was such a fun thing the first time that we stumbled upon and we were so excited to go back and bring, you know, our little ones with us and have such a great adventure. We just want to share it with everybody. It's such a fun place to go. One thing we really loved was some of the volunteers there. I mean, Schultz was, he was not going around Santa Rosa with an entourage. (laughs) We were meeting people who, you know, oh, I was his postman or I was the guy that fixed a copier. And and yeah, he used to do this. All these people who knew him are volunteers there. And you could tell he had a real effect on that community. 
Right. And, you know, one of the things that I think is the most important thing to talk about the museum is that when Mrs. Mrs. Schultz envisioned this museum, his wife, she wanted to put it in the place where he actually worked. So when you come to this campus, you get a feel of who he is, and you get a feel of what his everyday life was, the time he spent at the ice arena, which I know we're going to talk about. But what you also get is in a group from the community who volunteers and is able to tell personal stories over and over again to people. And as you said, it just enriches how you learn about the man. And that, to me, is one of the things that I will forever be indebted to Mrs. Schultz, is the placement of the museum, which makes it that much more authentic for everybody. No, and I would agree, because, I mean, we've been, you know, we travel all over the place. We've been to a lot of, you know, museums. And it was just so fun. It wasn't just one volunteer. It was just the volunteers there all have a little story. They love to tell you stories. And it's just a little, like, crowning touch on not just the fact that you're there seeing all this great stuff, but it really is an asset to the whole museum. Well, and as we know, people have what I call emotional relationships to peanuts. You know, it's all oh, that stuff that goes straight to your heart. <laughs> you, I was going to say, you hit, my, you hit the nail right on the head with me. Schultz as an artist. But you also have that relationship to the characters and a storyline that moved you as a child or something that you've held on to in your teenage years. And then to get the personal side of him in addition to these emotional relationships, it makes it a very rich experience. Tell us a little bit about the highlights of the museum. I mean, uh, people, so they know what to expect when they come, you know, why they would want to come, what makes it worth their time. Uh, What are some of the highlights? Well, first of all, it's a beautiful museum. I always like to tell people it's physically a stunning building. And one, the purpose of the museum is to tell you about Charles Schultz, the artist. And along the way, you're going to meet the characters. So when you walk into the museum, it is gorgeous, and it has all this natural wood. It's very open. We, the architect understood that they wanted the museum to be built as it represented, as we would say, the the art of the strip. So it's very open. Everything is in squares. Lots of space, because Sparky, uh, that was Charles Schultz's nickname, excuse me, he went by Sparky all his life. <laughs> Sparky used a lot of sparse space in his in his uh, cartoons. But you walk into our great hall, and we have this fabulous tile wall down to the end. And I think describing it doesn't give it its due. And oh, it's I was just going to say that. Wall yes, it's amazing. That, and go, it is. I, I, I'm still it's, stunned when I think about it. Yeah, it has 3,800 individual tiles of a daily strip in all black and white. And this Yoshia Tani, a designer without a computer, I like to give him credit, (laughs) drew and put up on the wall through the tiles the iconoclastic look of Lucy kicking the football, I mean (laughs) pulling the football away from Charlie Brown. And so you get pieces of art. You go into our galleries. Our galleries are always changing. So there's a main gallery where we have a theme going on. Right now it's called Name Dropping, where it's his relationship to famous people and his correspondence with famous people in strips. Behind that is the Strip Rotation Gallery, which Mrs. Schultz calls the heart of the, of the museum. It's where you actually see what he drew. Because a lot of people think the strips are little three inches by four inches. No, they're large pieces of cardstock that you can see the artist drawing. And then you go upstairs, and there's the reenactment of a studio. So you walk in, and you get a flavor of this is what his workspace was. There's an education center where families can go in, 
draw, have a zoetrope to make their first moving little cartoon. That actually was and so then fun. Our little mini-me's loved that hands-on, trying to learn how to draw, and people yeah. in there trying to help them. It, that was really fun. Right. And then there's another biographical gallery, which walks you through his life, as most museums would have. And then there's another gallery in the back that is, we will, like right now, it has the art of the line, telling the story of how he drew it. Beautiful backyard with a, with, you know, with the kite-eating tree. And then underneath Lucy's baseball hat, there's the birdbath that has the holograms of Woodstock and his buddies playing hockey on the birdbath. So this is an artistic building that is absolutely physically beautiful. It allows the visitor to come in and really absorb the art of Charles Schultz, but it also allows families to have fun together in the education room. And I should say, downstairs there's also a theater where we're showing videos and biographical stories, uh, shows of Charles Schultz. One of the things that uh, is kind of classic Schultz is, you just mentioned it, Snoopy and Woodstock playing hockey on the birdbath and right. you don't you don't think of hey let's go to northern california to go skating but snoopy's home <laughs> ice Correct. is right there next to the museum you can go over there and go skating schultz was a huge hockey fan who played the game his whole life and that was another just fun on top of everything else to take the kids over there go skating get some hot chocolate at the warm puppy cafe tell us a little bit about that Right, and that's, as I said to you in the beginning of the interview, one of the things I appreciate is that Mrs. Schultz built this museum on this campus because his actual studio that he worked at is about, you know, is across the field from us at the museum. The ice arena that he built in 1968 that he absolutely loved. This is a guy from Minnesota who was an ice skater and a hockey player, and he built it for the community. And so that's across the street, as you said, so you can ice skate during every day year-round, have lunch in the Warm Puppy, which is a fabulous tiny little cafe where you can <laughs> watch fun, people yeah. ice skate. And so it's an entire day experience for a family that's pretty wonderful. It, it really is. We we actually went the whole day, and it was hard to get everyone to leave. <laughs> but yeah. And then there's a huge gift shop, too, we don't want to forget, because there's all these fans that's that, right. that want to you know buy their peanut shirts and their – I mean, they have everything, Correct. and so that's a really fun place to go to. You know, I just wanted to mention, too, we never really quite got to explaining the sculptures around town, which we ran into. Can you tell us a little bit about how that came to be? Well, this came to be through Craig Schultz. Charles Schultz is one of his sons who lives here in Santa Rosa, and he wanted to celebrate his father's art. And so there's a company called Tivoli 2 that uh, also is in St. Paul, Minnesota. And St. Paul did the character statue art program about 10 years ago. So Craig put that together, and it was called Peanuts on Parade. And we did it for three years. We did Charlie Brown. We did Joe Cool. Uh, we did Woodstock, and two years ago we had an encore with Lucy. And it's that traditional thing that is done throughout the nation. You pick a statue that represents your city, and artists then bid on try, you know, making different statues, and then eventually they're sold. And this particular, the sale of this, went into the Schultz Education Fund to fund uh, art and creativity in the schools. So it was Fabulous. They I are mean, so great. They're really fun to like. Over. Yeah, there's a little yeah. map and you can go, you know, tr track them down all over town. It's just, it's really fun. I would recommend to anyone, I you would know, say, go I to would the Schultz say, Museum. <laughs> don't be a blockhead. Go to the Schultz Museum. Oh, there you go. <laughs> 
Oh, good grief. That was so well done. <laughs> and if there's more information you want to know, you can check out on our website, TravelBrigade.com. We'll have all the information and the links to the museum, to the Warm Puppy Cafe, and also to Snoopy's Home Ice about where you can get tickets and information. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. Thank you, Karen, so much for being with us. Oh, thank you. And thank you again for finding this little jewel in the crown. I appreciate it. Oh, no, we, it was our pleasure. <laughs> we'll be right back. Not sure where to go, what to do, and where to sleep? Up next, hot hotels, unique activities, and top attractions in our destination city. Check it out. Welcome back to Travel Brigade. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin coming to you with our Sonoma show. Any great vacation, any great destination, you got to find a good place to stay. That's right. We're going to talk about a couple of places that we've stayed when we've been out there. Uh, we know there's lots of places to stay. A lot of them are small boutique hotels, which are really fun. But here are a few that we've stayed in that we really like. When we stayed at in Santa Rosa was the Hyatt Vineyard Creek. And what I really liked about this was I sort of felt like it was a great one-stop shopping. We were right where we needed to be. We were close to the freeway. If we wanted to get on the freeway and go somewhere, we were close to this sort of downtown Santa Rosa area. If we needed to get anywhere around Santa Rosa, you know, it's a nice place. And on top of all of that, it has a great pool. And I've always said when it comes to family vacations, if you've got a great pool, you're halfway there. And they have a really fun fire pit in the middle. They've got like a courtyard, which is really fun. And this is also the hotel that started us on the path of finding all these really great Charles Schultz statues. They were so fun when we started discovering them all over the city. Yeah, there's a fun uh, Snoopy one, I believe, in a in a tuxedo out in front of the And the Lucy. Yes. Yes. Another place that we were talking about, the vineyards and restaurant, the Spanish Bar and Grill, they actually have their own B&B in the back of the restaurant area. That's actually supposed to be certified as one of the greenest places out there. They've used lots of recycled products and everything to build this B&B, and it's really quaint. Things just a few few bedrooms, but a really great experience when you go there. Another great option is the Fairmont Sonoma Mission Inn and Spa. Spa is an understatement. It is a huge part of the complex there. It'll keep you busy all day long with mineral pools and treatments and a nice relaxation area, Pilates, yoga classes. It's just, it really is a nice place to unwind and relax. And another fun spa experience you can have is if you go over to Glen Ellen to Magical Massage, you can get your back worked on in a 22-foot tall wine barrel. Yeah, it's really funny. You actually, it's an old wine barrel that they've renovated into a, a place where they have these massages, and it's just really a fun, fun place to go just for the environment alone. Now, one place I don't want to get a massage is Safari West. <laughs> Not that the people there aren't nice, but I wouldn't want to get a massage from a giraffe or a rhino <laughs> a or a cheetah. However, this, a lemur. <laughs> This was another fun thing we sort of lucked into and found out about. A wild animal park right out here in the middle of Sonoma. We're going to tell you more about it coming right up. We'll be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host, Jeff Griffin. I cannot wait to talk to this next interviewee. We are going to take a walk on the wild side. We're going to head a bit out of Santa Rosa to Safari West. 
and we're going to welcome Diane Ferris. Welcome, Diane. Thank you very much for having me. We had no idea it was there. So I'm really hoping that a lot of our listeners have no idea it's there and that we can share this great experience with them. It's so fun to be there, to be literally in this wild safari. Um, there's animals walking around. You can take a Jeep tour. There's these amazing tents, that African tents that you could spend the night in. Tell us all about it. It is a very unique property. We have 400 acres here in Northern California, and it's an amazing place. And we have uh, over 500 um, animals here. And it's just, it, it's there's really, I don't think, any place like it. Um, to go out and see the animals, we have some great ways to visit the animals. We have a Jeep experience, and that's probably one of the best ways to see the animals because you go out on the Jeep with our guides who are wonderful and very informative, and then you do a walking tour, and it's it's a really nice overview of what we have here. Um, we also have some great things. We have a behind-the-scenes tour. Which it's a more um, personalized tour. They take you back and you get to see the giraffes and see the little antelopes and all the different animals and feed them and you know and that's pretty neat and then for the one that's you know if you're a huge animal enthusiast we have keeper for the day and so you hang oh, out really? with the keepers all day long yeah that's a really neat tour and a really neat thing to do and just so you know like when you're out on these jeeps you know the very first part that you go in with the drafts i mean they come right up to the jeep they stick their heads in the jeep it's so i mean you're not at this typical zoo experience where you're standing there behind bars watching you know an animal in a cage it's not the way it's set up yeah giraffes are very curious they want to see what you're all about there's people in my you know in my house and i want to see what they're doing <laughs> so the enclosures that you're like where the zebras are it's a hundred acre enclosure so they're all out running around you get to see them in their their natural habitat and it's a really neat experience Tell us about the top unique animals that are there on property. Um, well, the, the giraffes are big. I mean, the giraffes are, we, you know, everybody loves them because they are so friendly and want to want to check out what you're doing. Um, we have about 14 on property right now and uh, a few babies that were born the past in the past year. Um, also, the popular animals are the cheetahs. We have uh, five cheetahs now. Just got a new male in to help with our breeding program. <laughs> um, we have... Um, ostrich, uh, Cape buffalo, rhinos, lemurs, all kinds of birds. And it's just, yeah, the, we have the kookaburros that make that great noise. And, yeah, the birds are from all over um, all over the world. So we actually saw a pretty upset cheetah, I have to admit, when we were there because they none of the females were interested in breeding with him. So he was pretty – he was kind of a little uh, pacing a lot, and they had told us, like – the, the chicks aren't into him right now, so he's a little frustrated. <laughs> yeah, that's why I brought another male in, so hopefully they'll they'll uh, yeah, see the error of their ways. <laughs> Talk a little bit about these Jeeps. They're really fun to ride yeah, in. Yeah, about 1950s power wagon, you know, big power wagon Jeeps. They hold about 12 people, and they are very sturdy and really fun to ride on. Well, you guys know you were here. And there is seats up above the driver, so you can really get the feel of, of the whole African experience here. Yeah. It's really The mini-me's, our little unique. kids we brought with us, could not wait to get up to the top. Like, and we all took turns going up on the top, and they were just like, we can't wait. You know, when's our turn to get up on the top? And I actually jumped up there on the top myself, and it's it's just really, it gives you a totally different experience. Yeah, it's really, it's really, up over, you're up over the driver, and you get all the, you know, all the bouncies, and it's just really, it's really neat. It's a great way to see out over all the property and see all the animals, and great place to take pictures. And if you really love the animals, you can actually stay there in the park overnight. Right. We have 30 tent cabins from South Africa. They are canvas-sided buildings, but that's kind of where camping ends. We kind of like to call it luxury yeah, this, camping. because This is not your Boy Scout camp tent. Yeah, pop up. No, no, no. no. <laughs> 
They are really no, amazing. Um, the the furniture in there is really cool. They pull the you know the tents pull up on the side, but yeah, they said they're authentic African safari tents. Yes, they are. Yeah, hardwood floors, pillow top bed, your bathroom. So yeah, you're set. The good part I think about all that too. We we uh, don't have TVs here. There's no TVs in your room, right. and your uh, and your cell phone does not work here. So you are definitely unplugged from the rest of the world. And the way they're set up there at Safari West, they really just kind of go up the hillside, and so you really get a great view of the animals, and it's just such a great experience. And I was wondering, is it possible you could build one of those cool tents in our backyard? <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> we can order one and get it to your house, absolutely. I probably don't want to know how much it will cost me, but I just think they're amazing. I think they're great. Well, one thing yeah, that I really right. noticed when we didn't actually stay in them, but we looked at them. and yeah, I we was, toured them. We toured them, and I was sitting there thinking, wow, I could be sleeping in here tonight, and, I don't know, 40 yards away, there's all these giraffes walking around in an enclosure. You're really out there among the animals. Right, and the, the cranes and the flamingos are right there. The flamingos sometimes tend to stay up all night. They sit out there and make noise. So, yeah, you can hear all the animals all night long. <laughs> So it really gives you this African safari experience there in the middle of Sonoma, which is so amazing. Yes, it's a really it's it's a great experience. We have 85 different species of animals, so there's lots of different things to see. And you also have uh, some events where you combine with the the local wine industry there. I remember uh, yeah, we do. winos, we have a great winos and rhinos, or rhinos <laughs> and winos. I forget which one. Winos and rhinos, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. We've we've paired with uh, Coppola and a couple of other wineries here, and we take the wines out on the truck. So we we stop out in the middle of the wilderness and do a little wine tasting during your tour. We we do comparison of different wines. So yeah, that's a really fun tour. We also have a brewed buffaloes tour. We have a lot of micro breweries here also. So now we have the the beer side too. So you can have a wine tour or a beer tour while you're here. What are you the most popular animals that people want to see? Is it generally the giraffes then, or yeah, the giraffes. The cheetahs, yeah, the cheetahs are really very, um, and and our rhinos, we have a pair of rhinos that are, are wonderful, and then um, after that's probably the, the lemurs. The lemurs are really fun, and we do now have three kinds of uh, monkeys, and so we got monkeys to, to see, and we have baby monkeys too. So, do you have any specials that people might be interested there when they come to Safari West? Yeah, we do. We run some specials um, twice a month, uh, almost all year long, that the tents um, go down to $150 a night. So we have some specials that you can come out here and, and actually afford to come and see the animals. So, um, yeah, just check up our website on com. They have all the Full Mood Madness specials, and you can and check that out. And I also noticed with the dining, we were there eating, and it's very communal the way when your guests are there that they can, you know, have breakfast and everything, but it's a very communal environment the way you serve your guests their meals. Yeah, it's a really neat uh, – we do a barbecue buffet-style dinner, and we have a huge, a huge barbecue, and we, we have everybody serves and sits around and talks, and then after uh, dinner we do a big – a bonfire with the marshmallow roasting. We also do hikes up to Catfish Lake. So, yes, it's a very, very fun group experience. Well, thank you so much, Diane, for spending time with us. And, again, if you have any questions about Safari West, you can check out our website, TravelBrigade.com, and we will have Safari West information on our hot sheet for today's show. Thanks for joining us, Diane. Thank you for having me. It was great. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We'll be right back. You're listening to Travel Brigade with Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin. You can follow them on Twitter, like them on Facebook, and check out their website at TravelBrigade.com. Welcome back to Travel Brigade. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin with your weekly travel destination show. And this week we are in Sonoma. Another fun place to visit when you're in Sonoma is the Plaza 
in downtown Sonoma. It's kind of the town square. Some people call it Sonoma Square. I call it fun. Yes, there's always things going on. There's a farmer's market, uh, sometimes on Fridays, sometimes on different days of the week. We lucked into happening to be there on the Tuesday night farmer's market. Right. And the great thing about it is you get this feel of a small town coming together and people doing things together. And I had the best corn dog of my life. <laughs> But there is some fun places around the square, uh, places that we, we could have included in Gotta Eat, but since we were doing this area, the Girl and the Fig is a great place. The Sunflower Cafe, I like that. That's over there on the square. They have uh, an adult after-school snack. They do. <laughs> There's also the Sonoma Cheese Factory. And that was really fun. I didn't know you could make cheese so many ways or do so many things with cheese. And you can sample it when you're there. Yeah, or or pick up stuff and Habanero. take a picnic. Yeah. Is that how you say it? Habanero. <laughs> Hot pepper cheese. <laughs> There's also several winery tasting rooms there. Yeah, so if you can't get out to the wineries themselves, there's tasting rooms right there in the downtown area and lots of fun things to do. Just walk around the square. There's shopping. There's a chocolate shop, Noma Cheese Factory. There's some great restaurants. Great little fun place to hang out. And you can pick things up to take on a picnic in one of your favorite parks in Sonoma County. That's true. That's actually one of my favorite things to do is not just all the restaurants, but lots of little markets that you can pick up lots of really local and fun things, cheeses, fruits, really great place, and going to a park. What a great idea. And we're not talking about a park with a patch of grass and a slide for kids. We're talking about parks with giant redwoods. We're talking about parks where you're right on the coast. We're talking about parks where you're seeing a river coming through. We're going to hear all about it in our next interview. Stay tuned. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We'll be right back. the Travel Brigade? Tweet them at Travel Brigade. Welcome back to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. This is Kathleen Curry here with my co-host Jeff Griffin talking about Sonoma County. Sonoma County is a great place for people who can't make up their minds because you might go out in the morning and say, hey, I, I want to go drive out in the wine country. But then you might say, no, I'm, I'm really more in the mood for a redwood forest. <laughs> or maybe by the afternoon you're thinking, no, I, I want to go to the beach. You can do all of that just right in Sonoma County, and they've got a wonderful regional park system. Here to tell us about it is Mita Freeman from Sonoma County Regional Parks. Welcome, Mita. Thank you. Welcome. Tell us a little bit about, you know, for people who have not been to Sonoma, you know, what kind of a area we're talking about. I mean, it's it's quite a large area. And tell us a little bit about the regional parks and why they're so different compared to a lot of other places. Sure. Well, Sonoma County is known for its wine, of course, but it's also yes, known it is. For its, <laughs> but it's also known for its gorgeous landscapes and all the fun that you can have outdoors. Uh, it's a destination for cycling, hiking, kayaking, camping, bird watching, and so many other outdoor activities. And we know that visitors to Sonoma County rate outdoor recreation as one of their top interests. It's right up there with discovering great wine. And Sonoma County Regional Parks is a public park system with 50 parks and trails throughout the county. 
And the majority of our parks are undeveloped lands that give you a real sense of the county's natural landscape. We have parks that capture all of the iconic Northern California settings. We have redwood forests and hillsides covered with oaks. We have a meandering river and we have the ocean. And many of our parks are located in the county's most visited regions, uh, the Sonoma Valley, the Russian River, and along the Sonoma Coast. So these aren't parks where there's just a patch of grass, like we think of, you know, big city parks as a patch of grass and some playgrounds and a jogging trail. These are, these are you're really out there in the outdoors. Right. You are. You're out. They're largely undeveloped. I mean, we have developed trails and we have, you know, some picnic benches and restrooms, but um, by and large, these are parks that aren't developed with ball fields and playgrounds. These are more natural settings. And they're located throughout the county. So we have 50 parks, as I mentioned. And so you're really never far from a regional park when you're exploring Sonoma County. And as you mentioned, you know, people want to come there for the wine. But, yeah, they also want to do some other things while they're there. And particularly if they're traveling with kids, any places you would recommend that they try? Yes. So that's the thing. When you when you think about coming to Sonoma County for a wine weekend or a, a, a a wine-based vacation, you may not think about bringing your family or your kids, but the reality is you, you know, likely... You can't get rid of your kids. Family. That's the reality. <laughs> you can't always get rid of them, no. <laughs> So um, the regional parks are a great addition to your wine country itinerary. You know, even if you're mostly interested in winery hopping, the parks um, let you balance your visit with some physical activity. They give a kid, the kids a place to explore and have fun, and they let you all have some classic wine country experiences. So we have, as I mentioned, you know, kind of three regions um, that seem to be the most visited in the county, and one of those is the Sonoma Valley. And we have several beautiful parks there that are great destinations um, if you're traveling with children. Uh, one of my favorites is Sonoma Valley Regional Park, which is next to the lo- lovely village of Glen Ellen. Oh, this yeah. park, um, it has a paved trail that winds through some oak woodlands. The trees are draped in moss. There's a creek. There are picnic tables uh, scattered along the way. And so this is a really easy hike if you're with kids or if you're with uh, grandparents. The park is rarely crowded and it's a great place to bring that wine that you just bought at the wineries down the road you can make a stop at the little Glen Ellen market and pick up some really great picnic food and then you can even walk to the park from the market and just you know wander along until you find a secluded spot for your lunch and the kids can run and explore we have trails that go up on the ridge line and so it's a really easy stop and it really exposes you to that kind of classic Sonoma Valley landscape. Sounds like a, a little slice of heaven. It is. Um, so you mentioned some of the other, uh, the coastline and the redwood forest. What are some of the popular parks there? Right. Well, the Sonoma Coast, of course, is a beautiful destination, and we have several parks out in Bodega Bay, which is about a half hour west of Santa Rosa. And then we also have two uh, really lovely parks up on the far north coast of the county near the Mendocino County line. But in Bodega Bay, which is the most accessible, our most visited park is Doran Beach. Now, Doran is a huge hit with families because it has a long, wide beach on Bodega Harbor, 
and it doesn't face the open ocean, which means the surf is uh, very gentle there. You know, most of the Sonoma Coast is really not safe for swimming because of the strong waves and the riptides. But Doran is a beach where families can play in the water, uh, spend the day on the sand, and you don't have to really worry about those more dangerous conditions there. Isn't that where they do a lot of kite surfing there? Yeah, there is some surfing. We have actually a big um, kite festival at Doran every spring. Um, it's a kite festival and a sandcastle building festival. Um, there's a lot of activity at Doran. Yeah, Doran also has a campground that is just uh, steps from the beach. So if your family is up for camping and you want to be able to fall asleep to the sounds of the ocean, Doran is a great spot for that. There are tide pools to explore. It's really a great beach for families. That sounds great, too. And then what about kind of the Redwoods area? Any places you'd recommend there? Well, um, we have the Russian River flowing through Sonoma County, and we have several parks along the river. It's beautiful, by the way, if you haven't seen the Russian River. It's very beautiful. And so there are really two parks that I would recommend for the Russian River experience. Um, One is actually in the town of Healdsburg, which, of course, is another classic wine country town. You know, it's got wineries and boutiques and farmers driving through town in old pickup trucks. But right there in town, um, the river flows by, and we have a beach uh, called Veterans Memorial Beach in Healdsburg. It's walking distance from downtown. And during the summer, we put up a temporary dam that creates a really placid swimming lagoon there, and we have lifeguards on duty from Memorial Day through Labor Day. So if you're coming into Healdsburg for that wine country experience and you've got the kids with you and it's summertime, uh, Veterans Memorial Beach is a great place to go and let them swim in the river and get that river experience um, that you also have some peace of mind because it's safe and lifeguarded. So I think what Mita's trying to tell you is get out of the wineries and and enjoy not only... Well, no, she said get your bottle of wine and then go to these parks and grab some great food and then go to these parks and enjoy the beauty of it. They are really. Some of them are so beautiful. We'll have information on our website, travelbrigade.com, with information on the county regional parks there in Sonoma if you want more information. Thank you for joining us, Mita. Thank you. You're listening to Travel Brigade, your weekly travel and destination show. We'll be right back. They don't always agree, but they always seem to have their reasons. Next up, Travel Brigade's countdown of their favorites from this week's show on He Said, She Said. Welcome back to Travel Brigade. This is Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin with your weekly travel and destination show. Make sure that you check us out on our website, travelbrigade.com, or you can follow us on Twitter at Travel Brigade. We've come to the point in the show where we talk about our favorites, he said, she said, and today, Mini-Me said, too. Yes, we always love to add our little Mini-Me voice when we're doing something that has some family-friendly things in it. And as we've stumbled upon through Sonoma, it's not just all about the wine. So let's start with our first She Said. Mine has got to be the Vineyards Inn. It's in Kenwood. It is one of the best restaurants I've ever been to. It's a Spanish tapas influence. Talk about farm to table. The chef literally picks up things that he's growing in the back of the restaurant to serve to you. It's it's so incredible. The only 
downside, I have to say, about the Vineyards Inn. Did you know what it is? At some point, you've got to leave. That's a good one, except for every time I go, and I've gone more than once because I just love it, they have this amazing, and everybody talks about a Basque dinner that they do once a month, every second Tuesday, I think, of the month. And he basically creates his own dish and sits down family style and kind of shares it. It's sort of like all the patrons come together. And I'm never in town when that happens, so it really bones me out. So i got to get back there and do that. We'll have to plan our next trip just around that. I know. <laughs> I mean, the paella is good. There's just so many things that are good there. And every, the artichoke is, is it's probably the best artichoke I've ever had. And I've tried to duplicate it. Sorry, can't do it. My number three is the fun peanut statues around Santa Rosa. Those are fun. As you heard earlier in our interview with the Schultz Museum, there are these statues around town of different peanuts characters. They've been put up for different reasons and in different places. And you can get a map, and it's fun to just take the kids and go around and try to find them all and take your picture by all of them. The kids loved it. It was a great time. So I'm going to go to my number two, which is the Willow Stream Spa located at the Fairmont Sonoma Mission in Ann Spa. It is an extensively huge spa. There's mineral baths. There's some special pools. There's separate areas. It's really a life in and of itself. It's a great place to go and spend part of the day, whether you're staying there or whether you book a treatment. They've got some great classes going on, yoga, Pilates, all sorts of things to do to keep you busy. It's just a nice place to go, very relaxing. My number two is location, location, location. I love the fact that you can be in San Francisco, which is you know one of our nation's great cities, got its own flair to it, its own personality. And you just drive 45 minutes out of town, and you're in these beautiful vineyards, you're driving through those, you're near these beautiful parks, you're near these redwoods, you're near the ocean, and... Boom, you're just there. It only takes you 45 minutes and you're in a completely different world. I loved being able to just go from one to the other. So I have kind of an odd number one, but it's kind of really the unexpected in Sonoma. Every time we turn around, it was just, I don't know, maybe because we weren't really sure when we were traveling around, but you know, whether it was the Schultz Museum or the Peanuts characters or running into a little vineyard that had, you know, that was all organic and we got to watch them label the wine. I mean, it it didn't really matter. Safari West, unexpected. So, so many things that we just kept stumbling upon that were unexpected and fun. And I guess that's just kind of what came to mind is just the unexpected um, in Sonoma. It's it's really, you know, the wine country is beautiful. The wine tasting is fun, but there's so much more to it than that. And that was the unexpected part. My number one was this huge mural inside the Schultz Museum. We talked about it during the interview. It's one of those things where it's even better in person. You can look up pictures of it. Kind of reminds me of when we saw the David in Italy. <laughs> the David in Florence or the mosaic at the Schultz Museum. It's kind of the same. <laughs> and both of them, you know, you can see pictures of them. You can hear people talk about them. But then when you actually see it in person and when you're standing there and you look up and you see, I can't imagine what it took to just put all these little tiles together with peanut strips on them. We'll actually put a picture on that'll go through during the show. So make sure you look at the pictures because we'll put one up of the mural. And I'll try it. I think I have a close-up as well. Yeah, and it just it just overwhelms you as you stand under it. It's amazing. Yep. Well, those are our sort of the parents' version of... of the pseudo-adults. I don't know if that's always accurate, <laughs> but... He but because we had said. yes, exactly. But because we had the mini me's along with us, we brought our little mini me along to give us 
his version of his top three. Now, Mini-Me, we had a really fun time when we went on this trip, didn't we? Yes, yes, we did. (laughs) And what were your favorite things that you Um, did when we were in Sonoma? The Safari West. And what did you like about Safari West? Um, I like the giraffes because they had special tongues. They do have special tongues. Did they get really close to you? Yes. When we were in that Jeep? Yes. They like sniffed you and almost licked you? Yep. It was pretty crazy, huh? Yep. That was fun. Yeah. So what's another thing that you liked about Sonoma, Mini-Me? The Snoopy Museum. Ah, the Snoopy Museum is super great. What did you like about that? Um, learn different stuff and um, you can buy stuff as gifts and oh, stuff like that. Who wouldn't want a gift shop? About Snoopy, no doubt, right? Yep. And you like spending money there? Yeah. Yeah, of course you do. And what's your other favorite thing there? I like the ice skating place. Ah, Snoopy's Home Ice. Yeah. That was fun. We went to the Warm Puppy Cafe. Yes, and, we and, and And actually, little mini-me got a lunch inside a dog bowl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. That was so funny. That was funny. What else did you like about the Snoopy's Home Ice? You get to skate. You do. You get to skate on ice. Yep. <laughs> and there's like a board that says home versus and a visitor. That's right. Home versus visitor. And Minnie Me is so friendly. Like it doesn't matter where we go. He finds new people. And we turned around. We were getting, I think, hot chocolate in the little warm puppy cafe. And we turned around and Minnie Me had found a new family. And he was skating around the ice with a brand new family on the ice. Made some friends. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mini-Me. It was a great trip, wasn't it? Yep. Yep, loved it. Thank you. So that brings us to the conclusion of our Sonoma show. We've had such a great time here in Sonoma. As you can hear, both parents and kids had a good time. And when the kids are happy, the parents are happy. That's right. Please join us next week as we hit another fun destination. In the meantime, there are two stages in life. You're either on a trip or you're planning your next trip. Whatever stage you're in... Please join us next week for the Travel Brigade radio show. You've been listening to Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin for Travel Brigade. Please make sure that you check us out on our website, TravelBrigade.com, or you can follow us at Travel Brigade on Twitter. See you next week. You have been listening to Kathleen Curry and Jeff Griffin on Travel Brigade. Connect with them on Facebook, Twitter, and at TravelBrigade.com.